This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, October 12th, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who had a couple of worlds collide last night, Jerem Jordan. Well, a photo came out from uh, you know the Jets and and uh, Zach Wilson jersey exchange with Christian Pulisic, uh, the best American soccer player who plays for my Chelsea Blues. So that's kind of fun. Uh, Pulisic is from Hershey, Pennsylvania, so maybe he's already a Jets fan. And that's funny. Went to the game at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium because that's where the Jets played the Falcons. Now I wish that Christian Pulisic wasn't injured and he was with the U.S. and yes. played Panama Sunday night yep. and helped the U.S. win. They lost, but. <laughs> Uh, hoping that Christian gets back soon. Cool that those two uh, exchange jerseys. That's awesome. Yeah, how much would you pay Zach Wilson for that Pulisic jersey? Mm, with Zach and Christian's yeah. signature on yes. it? Yes. Probably a pretty penny. Okay. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. Perhaps that's a conversation you can have with Zach Wilson at some point. Zachary! Wait, hey, why you not? Why you not? can get another one. Exactly. I can't get another one. Exactly. You can get another one. More superstars, please, in their jerseys, for that matter, as part of today's show lineup. We'll see. What's in the show lineup for sure? What's really on the line for BYU football this weekend at Baylor? Like any shot at a special season on the line? Plus, Blaine Fowler, dual threat analyst, will join us to discuss that and the current quarterback scenario at BYU. Who's going to start? Who's good to start? What does he think? Plus, defensive lineman Tyler Batty on how to flush out a bad loss in the quickest way possible, and it's Top 5 Tuesday, Top 5 plays from the first half of the BYU football season. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Number 19, BYU football gets ready for perhaps its toughest test of the season at 5-1 Baylor this week. Head coach Kalani Sataki on what the Cougars are doing in preparation for it. It's a good opportunity for us to focus a little bit more. This is good for us to focus completely on this week and uh, get ready for Baylor. That's, That's... that's going to be the key, learning from the mistakes and making sure that this, that stuff doesn't happen again. Looking forward to the matchup Saturday. It's a big one. We'll discuss it at length. In the NFL, Tyson Williams had four rushes for six yards and a wild Baltimore Ravens overtime win over the Indianapolis Colts, 31-25. Williams has 170 total rushing yards on the season. The Ravens are now 4-1 and one on the campaign. Yeah, that was quite the comeback. That was crazy. Women's volleyball climbs the spot in the ABCA pole to number eight. BYU 16 and one on a nine match win streak, 27 sets, one in a row in total. Wendy Bowers also the West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week after leading BYU to a 430 and 472 hitting percentages in two matches. In fact, let's chat about a stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU women's volleyball is number one in the country in your heart and in hitting percentage at 337. They are a very offensive team. I find myself quite offended by them often because of how offensive they are. Is it offensive or is it offensive in that instance? It's it's whatever you want. It's whatever you want? No, there's like, I'm wondering if there's like a delineation in the English language. I don't know. I I think generally offended is when you're bothered by something. Or if you're defensive. It is is joke. Defensive. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I got the joke. I'm just wondering if there's legit a... A moniker there. This clearly is not an academic program. Uh, well, big, hey. ma- big matches at LMU and number 24 Pepperdine. We're going to find out a lot about BYU on the road this week. Tough road matches. 
It's one thing to play in the Smith yeah. Fieldhouse. Yeah. They've no, had their struggles at that, LMU. Listen, I think that set streak will end. Hopefully the win streak will continue. Let's go. Cameron Tucker named the West Coast Conference Offensive Player of the Week after an impressive showing against St. Mary's in San Diego to the tune of four goals against the Gales, tying her for a BYU single-game record and moving her to the top 10 all-time career goal scored mark. BYU women's soccer, eight wins, three losses, one tie. The Cougs take on Pacific this Saturday live on BYU TV and BYU Radio 9 Eastern. Women's golf starts up day two of the Dale McNamara today. The Cougars sit in a third as a team. Uh, Anik Hutchkovich and Lila Nalia are tied for seventh individually, sitting at even par. BYU men's golf in sixth place as they continue day two of the Wolf Pack Classic. The Cougs as a team 17 over par combined. Carson Lundell leading the team individually at two over par. That ties him for ninth place. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Baylor, the Cougars, number 19 in the country, of course, coming off a tough loss to Boise State, but still a top 20 team with only one loss. That said, Jerem, does BYU need to beat Baylor this Saturday to keep a special season in play? Now, they're, what is special? Uh, beating Utah snapping the streak, that's special. Uh, getting into the Big 12, that's certainly special. I think this will be a memorable uh, year, regardless of how the football season plays out, because of those two facts. Uh, but when it comes to this season as a whole, I think so. Let's break it down. So what is special? Super subjective, right? Um, there have been six, zero, or one lost seasons in BYU. Okay. Okay. 84, you know. 2020, 96, 83, 80, and 79. Those are really special seasons, right? You only lose once or zero times. That's amazing. Okay. That's amazing, okay? Two uh, losses have happened five times, 09, 7, 6, 01, and 81, okay? It's special probably to just lose twice. So um, just 11 seasons in the 12-plus game era, the okay. last 45 or whatever seasons uh, where you played 12-plus games. Like, there have been seasons where BYU had two losses, 9-2 and two and 77. We don't really talk about that one. That featured two or fewer losses. What I'm afraid of is if BYU doesn't beat Baylor, okay, there's probably another loss in there somewhere. Then it becomes a three-loss season, and now you're sort of – you can be very have a very good season and be three-loss. Like, 85 is one of the best teams in BYU history. 11-3. and three. But they lost three times. We don't really, we don't really talk about them um, in that way, right? Um, and, and like 2008, very good team, wedged between 06, 07, and 09. 10 and 3. But because they started, what, 5 or 6 and 0, and then kind of stumbled to the finish and lost the bowl game, we don't really talk about them as a great team uh, or a special season. So I, I think this is a big game. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty intimidated by this matchup. I think Baylor's really good. I think BYU really needs to bring it. I think BYU, th- this, is, this feels like Arizona State ish, okay. where. This is a team that could finish ranked. This is a team that could contend, right, in that conference for a top three or four spot like Arizona State in the Pac-12. This is a huge game. Uh, I really hope BYU wins it because, yes, if BYU gets to two losses and now two in a row and BYU would drop out of the top 25, like, what is special to you? I, I think, you know, one or two lost seasons are pretty hard to come by. So I would, I would argue if BYU can finish with two or fewer losses with seven power fives, that's a unique uh, record in the history of BYU, given how many Power Fives BYU played. If we are talking strictly final record, BYU probably needs to finish with two losses or fewer to call this a special season. 
I'm looking at 2006 when BYU started one and two. It's like, oh, man, so close to beating Boston College, the heartbreaker at Arizona, and they lost on a field goal at the last second. It's like, oh, man, but they rattled off 10 wins in a row. They beat Utah, back to Harleen. They rolled Oregon in the Las Vegas Bowl. Because of what BYU did in the back 10, that became a special season. Well, and it's coming off three losing exactly. seasons. Exactly. Well, sorry, right. six and six and three losing seasons. So the, it was like. The context was. It was literally a documentary oh, it was, made. It was the breakout. You know, about BYU returning to glory and, you know, that yes, whole thing. Yes, yeah. that was the breakout season. La- that's the last season. In, in 2009, I thought, oh, it's a, it's a really good season. I don't know if I feel the same way about 2009 as I do about 2006, just because BYU had been good for a few years in a row, right? You expected BYU. Well, you had senior Max Hall, and they had won They beat Oklahoma in the beginning. Games. Yeah. So they started hot. They got as high as number seven in the polls. And then game day came when BYU was lost to Florida State, sixteen and TCUA, and then lost to TCU at home. Yeah, so they lost two big home games. Finished strong, beat Oregon State, eleven and two, number they twelve Utah in the country, and Oregon State. Like that was a strong. So maybe that's finish. unfair to two thousand nine, right? I th- yeah, and what a special versus very I don't whatever. Like it's there are only tw- eleven seasons where BYU had two or fewer losses. Yeah, so I bring up two thousand six and two thousand nine because. I point to those seasons along with 2020, albeit there's an asterisk next to 2020 sure. because of the COVID scenario. But those those are all kind of in the similar category. Like, oh, special teams finished ranked. In 2006, BYU is number 16 to finish. 2009, they were number 12. Last year, they were number 11. BYU probably has to finish with as few as two losses to call this a special season because we want them to be ranked in the top 15. And for that to happen... They probably have to go 11 and 2. And I don't necessarily believe that if BYU loses Saturday, it will run the table. I, I feel that uh, there, you know, might, there, be a there might be another effect? loss in there. Is there, is there an emotional I don't, snowball effect? I don't know that literally at Washington State that would be a loss. I just think there's another one in there. Okay. And once you get to three, now you're in a different classification. You're a Even different with group. seven power fives? I think so because BYU is about to enter the Big 12 and play eight or nine every year, and we won't worry about the fact that they played seven this season. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. In, in three seasons, we will cease to discuss how many Power 5s BYU played previously. Right now, it's still a thing. Now, what's interesting is before the season, if we had discussed, what if BYU goes 10-3 and three against that schedule and they beat Utah? It's special. It was special, right? But they, they uh, hurt themselves by starting too fast. Man. In, in the conversation. It's like last year's Boise State game. That's not a classic all-time game for BYU. Because they won by too much. If because BYU it was had 51 won, to 14 or whatever BYU, it was. 17, I think. 17, if BYU yeah. had won dramatically, yes. Okay. But there's a certain drama element isn't, isn't associated with memory and emotion. Yes. The, like, is the 89 win against Utah an all-time win against Utah? It should be. We don't talk about it like that. They scored 70 be- points. But they blew them out by too many points, 70 to 31 or whatever. Yeah. So there's there's sort of a dramatic element there. Like, yeah. BYU needs um, – like, if, like if BYU dramatically wins at Washington State and last second Virginia uh, misses a field goal this time mm-hmm. and instead of the other team – la- by the way, Virginia, 4-2 and two. – Virginia could be two and four. The last two weeks, literally, the other team missed a field goal at the last second for Virginia to win. They're just hanging by a thread. Just hanging by a Hopefully, thread. Hopefully, angry BYU <laughs> takes care of business in Provo. That's all Virginia. I want for my birthday. That's all I want for my birthday. It is so interesting. Again, back to the 2006 versus 2009 scenario because of the context. 09 starts so fast. BYU's been good for a few years. 
But because they have some disappointing losses, one against TCU later oh, in the season. Oh, devastating losses. Like, because uh, because those, it was like a bunch of seniors and a really good team. Maybe this is the BCS Buster team. Right. And BYU never put it together, right? Um, which, which was a bummer. Utah did it twice. Utah State should have done it in 2012, but lost to BYU in Wisconsin. Yeah. In very tight games, right? And BYU had some really, really good teams, so 6-0-9. That four-year span is the winningest four-year span in BYU history, by the way, by just pure number of wins. Lavelle Edwards never put together 43 wins. Incredible. You know what I mean? Incredible. Like, wild. It put Bronco Mendenhall on the national radar for sure. Yes, and then BYU kind of got Indy, had the one season with three power fives, and then kind of went to this eight or nine spot as BYU was navigating it. Yeah. But no, again, that, those were good seasons. Don't get me wrong. No one cares about a single-digit win season. And when the, when the season's over, those teams don't matter. BYU does not have to beat Baylor this Saturday to call it a special season. It just makes attaining a special season that much tougher. Yes, I just don't believe they'd run the table if they lose Saturday. They would have to then, in my opinion, run the table. Yeah. After that, with wins over Washington State, USC, and Virginia, and go 6-1 and one against the Power Five, finish 11-2 and two with the bowl game win, but maybe there's one exception, Jerem, if BYU goes 10-3 and three of how they can keep this a special season. And that is if BYU plays Coastal Carolina in a bowl game and ruins Coastal Carolina's <laughs> perfect season. I wish that it was the Sun Belt and not I'm, Conference I'm USA. telling you, like yeah. that, that's the one thing I'm like, hmm, 10-3, yeah, it stinks that BYU lost three games and didn't have as special a season as possible. That'd but be fun. if they beat Coastal and ruin Coastal's perfect season, then yes, then maybe there's a little special I, bow tie on at the end. I wish there was an opportunity to play Coastal. <laughs> so, listen, Don't since- you think ESPN could like work their way in there and be like, ooh, maybe we should have a rematch in a bowl game. I would love it. I would love that. But they don't tell Coastal until Wednesday. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. That'd and be they got to travel west 2,000 yeah, yeah. miles. We'll it's in you, San Francisco. We'll meet you in Frisco, Texas or something. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I wish so bad that, yeah, that could happen. But listen, Coastal, Cincy is one slippage away. From well, they'd probably still be ranked yep, ahead of Coastal. They'd be ranked higher than. They need two losses, and then Coastal would be the G five, maybe. But you know how we're kind of laughing at Coastal right now, like, ah, oh, their schedule sucks. That's why everyone looked at BYU last year, <laughs> like that same. So it's it's validating this year to be like, no, five sure. and one, still ranked nineteen. Three power five yes, wins. Yes, BYU's below Coastal, but getting a head start matters. By the way, if BYU were to finish ten and three this year, and then next year the conversation is. Oh, BYU's preseason top 15 because they return those quarterbacks. They still have Oregon and Arkansas. They've convinced Tyler Algier everybody. somehow to come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, do we want BYU <laughs> to go 9-4 and four just so Tyler Algier comes back? I would rather hey, we want be you successful to and him leave. Special but. season. And maybe Tyler and Algier leads BYU this year to a special special's season. Special's so subjective. Like, again, you can call it special regardless of what Already, happens. because yes, of the Utah yes. wins, the Big 12 invite, yes. starting 5-1. and one. I'm telling you, though, I am very concerned about Saturday. Like, I, 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 BYU should be on high alert about how good Baylor is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know they how they're not. They haven't thrown an interception. I don't know how BYU isn't mentally all in on just Okay, refocus, recalibrate Yes, because of what happened against Boise State. I bet they are. I think BYU would be better against Baylor because of what happened against Boise State. And if that was the cost, it was worth it. Man. Because Baylor would be a better win than Boise State would have been. And if BYU beats Baylor on Saturday, not only is it a special season still in play, 
I think BYU's New Year's Six chances are still in play. Yeah, one last BYU should be in the conversation. No doubt. No argument. If you don't think that, you're, you're an idiot. Our question of the day. Come on. Does BYU need to beat Baylor to keep a special season in play? You've heard what we think. We want to hear your opinions. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. You're not an idiot. You just don't understand how it works. Okay? <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't need to call names here. But if BYU is a one-loss team, they're in it. They absolutely are. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to talk to Brett McMurphy about that this week, tomorrow. Yeah. He'll join the program. He is of the opinion that one-loss BYU, regardless of what happens from here on out, is not a New Year's Six contender. We'll ask him why. If you're always sitting there 11 and 1 and, 7 just, and, against Power and 5. just defeated USC, come on. They're absolute. Yes. We're not saying they're in. We're just saying they're in the conversation. Okay. Okay. At Twiggy or Stone on Twitter adds this I think so, beating Baylor to keep a special season in play. Nothing would take the bad taste away from the poor showing against Boise State like a win over a future conference opponent. Yep. If Boise State is the only loss, that would be a great season. I oh, think two losses oh, would be a one special loss? season. One loss? Oh, yeah. All time? You, you could argue this is the, the best performance in a season by BYU ever, given the schedule. And what we're not talking about, and we should, which is a great point, this is a showcase game for Big 12 people. All the Big 12 homies are watching this going, just how good is BYU? Yeah, I know they're ranked. They're coming the road in. at 5-1 and one Baylor. Because if BYU shows up and just gets blown out, that's going to be some bad rhetoric for, you know, it's going to sit there for a year or two. But if BYU goes in and wins and or competes well, yes. Oh, yep, they hang. They're a homie. They're awesome. They already think this, but honestly, there's more in this one game than you think. Like, there's a lot riding on this. Hashtag BYUSN Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. There shouldn't be, but there is. There is. Coming up, are uniforms tied to results? And dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler, national champion quarterback. He knows a thing or two about special seasons. Where does he stand in the conversation? Do we have two losses and still call it special? Plus, he updates us on the quarterback scenario. This is BYU Sports Nation. I think you'll see. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What happened? Saturday against Boise State after further review. Breaks down the film. Looks at the Baylor, Dave Blaine, and David. AFR tonight, 7 Eastern, on the BYU TV app. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. It is our distinct pleasure to welcome in one of our longtime friends and colleagues. He is the dual threat analyst at BYU. We're talking football now with national champion quarterback Blaine Fowler. Blaine, it's always nice to have you in studio. It's nice. That, Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I love being in here with you guys. There are all these Zoom situations. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired. Zoom, I'm done with it. You done? I'm just it's done over. with Zoom. I'm done with it. That's, that's behind me. Zoom is behind me. Graduated. I'm, and, and I'm not looking back. <laughs> Very good. You're looking forward at the screen. Right. Yes. Exactly. We're looking, exactly. we're looking each other in the eye. Yeah. Okay, we were just talking about BYU, Baylor this Saturday, and what's on the line. Obviously, BYU feels like they still have a lot to play for, not just the Independence Bowl. They want to go undefeated against seven Power Fives. We think if they do that and win out, that they will absolutely be in the New Year's Six conversation. But if they lose, heaven forbid, is calling this a special season in jeopardy at that point? I don't think that the special season tag is dependent on just the Baylor game this week. I think the special season, to me, my watermark for a special season is double-digit wins. So, And double-digit wins when you have seven P5s on the schedule – 
even if you end up at the end of the season 10-3, and three, um, if you include a bowl game, if, if you have double-digit wins and you look at this schedule, to me that's a special season. So, so to me it doesn't ride on one game. But, but what does ride on this is you got to see how resilient this team is because if they don't win this week, then it's harder to pick back up the following week. And I realize it's Washington State who's not great, but but they've got players, right? They're better. They've got they just talent. Oregon State. Right. They've got talent. Oregon State's been really, really good. That's a team that can beat you. And then Virginia's right on the heels of that. So, so if you're you missing the field goal. Virginia's got a good shot. Right. So that exactly. <laughs> so it's a it, it's a it's a gauntlet of three P5s in a row. All of those teams are talented. Um, and the worry for me is that if they don't go out and play well at Baylor and get a win, then all of a sudden the psyche of the team starts to be uh, a little bit in question, and you've got to really do some work to get inside the minds of these guys and, and be okay with it. So momentum is important this week. And as a player, you know, they say, hey, just one game at a time. But you do look at national rankings, and people say you don't have anything to play for. I don't care if you're the Pac-12, the Big 12, whatever it is. If you're in conference play and you're not ranked, the game doesn't mean as much. Games mean more when you're ranked. And if you're independent and you're ranked, it's an important game every week. So the fact that BYU has enough respect with the schedule they've played to still be ranked after a loss to an unranked team is a big deal in my mind. Granted, that unranked team was Boise State. They have a ton of respect. Right. Even at two. When they're not ranked, everybody goes, hey, Boise State, you know, they're a good Quality program. program. They, you know, they, yes. they, they had a good opportunity to beat Oklahoma State, who's ranked. And so they look at it and go, that's a quality program. That's not as bad a loss as others could have been on this right. schedule. Like right? USF would have been horrendous. Would have been Utah bad. Utah State right. would have been bad. Yeah. yeah. Boise State doesn't have as big an impact on you when you lose to them, right? right? So now people have their eyes open around the country going, okay, let's see. They turn the ball over four times. They didn't convert on fourth down. Is this the aberration? And Hall was just coming back. Uh, is this just an aberration game for them? Because when you're playing this kind of schedule, you get forgiven for a loss, right? You don't have to run the table to be a top 10 team with this schedule. So this game brings on extra importance, and you can bet that the guys are going nationally ranked, Got to win this week to keep the national ranking and to start moving back up again. If the, if the site is get back into the top 10, which I think every one of these players that have any pride at all are going, when you're not in a league, the goal is to finish in the top 10. That's what it's got to be. Hey, when we were in a league when I played, that was the goal. Mm. Got to finish in the top 10. That's where we need to be. And we would watch it every week. And with this schedule, if they go beat Baylor on the road and then beat Washington State on the road, they come back into the Virginia game at home where they're probably 12 or 13 again. Yeah, right? a bunch of swagger to right. beat. And, and confident, and they beat Virginia. Now Now you've got six P5 wins under your belt, and, and you're peaking at the top 10 again, and then you've got a run of games where you can really get some momentum going and maybe dominate down the stretch before you play USC. And from what we've seen from USC, that, that's a shambles. Right now, yeah, Utah just went in there and so, dominated Saturday. It's not out of the question that you win out here, right? Not out of the question. Certainly, there's teams that are good enough to beat you if you play the way you played last week. But but it starts with Baylor, right? It's a it's a team that if BYU plays clean and plays well, they can beat on the road and start the whole momentum and start the march up the rankings again. It's it's a really important game. It's not do or die. Like, can they finish ranked? The, not in the top ten if they don't win this, I don't think. Right, yeah. Can, can they finish ranked 
with two losses if they lose yes. this one? Yeah. Absolutely they Probably can. Probably with three. Absolutely they yeah. can. Yeah, so. and, and to me, uh, my, my sort of standard would be lower than yours there. Top 10. It's like top 10. That's well, Top 25. If BYU finishes top 25 this season, that's awesome. Back-to-back seasons and ranked after going 12 years be, without finishing ranked at all. It'd be amazing. Um, this game intimidates me quite a bit. I think this – we've talked about this is the toughest game left on the schedule, it looks like. The speed of Baylor, haven't thrown an interception. The familiarity of Jeff Grimes. Granted, BYU could use that too, right, mm-hmm. to their advantage. Um, this is a big one. BYU's really got to show up. And all the Big 12 homies are going to be going, what's BYU all about? Now they're actually playing in Big 12. This is a league game, right? This is a league game this week against against the first Baylor. Big Twelve. It feels yes, that their way. first. This is their first league game in the new league, and so you, you want to go out and make a statement. It's, it's important. an exhibition Big Twelve conference Ab- game. Absolutely is, and it's big. And I mean, I'm with you, Jeremiah. It's it's hard. I've, I've been watching Baylor all year, knowing that they're on the schedule, and, and there's times when I watch. Like two weeks ago, I'm watching them going, man, they're just against Oklahoma State. Yeah, they're just not. Oklahoma State's just shutting them down. They can't do anything. So is Oklahoma State that good? Then last week I watched them and go, whoa, what just happened? Roll West did, Virginia. Did they all? Did the light bulb just go on, or is West Virginia that bad defensively? And and I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer to that because we know Oklahoma I, State's good though. Right. Oh, Oklahoma they beat State's Boise very Boise State on the blue. Granted, Boise State should have won that game. There's a fumble. They blew right. a whistle. The, yep. the black field goal. And then uh, you know, ba- but Baylor's good too. Five and one. Only losses to a top 15 team. Right. No. Uh, oh, hey, Baylor is a very good football team, and and when I say I just don't know, I don't know how bad West Virginia's defense is. That's what I'm saying. This Baylor offense, um, it's a Jeff Grimes offense. When I watch it, I go, it's it's they they're balanced. It's not the Baylor we've seen for the last several years, where it's an air raid offense and they're going four wides and they're throwing it all over the place. And and when we look at the the matchups, th- 38 points a game is impressive for Baylor offensively. Um, very good football team, uh, and and but I think BYU understands what Baylor wants to do. I think they match up fine against that style of offense. Baylor's um, they're multiple defensively. They show you multiple fronts. They blitz. They're they're balanced defensively. So th- this is a team that has a lot of talent. They don't do anything crazy that you have to prepare for because they're pretty basic with what they do. They just execute really well. I think BYU matches up fine defensively against Baylor's offense. They understand what Jeff Grimes wants to do. And the key is going to be you got to be able to stop him from running the football, which they didn't do a great job with at Boise State this right, last week. Right, right. And so that, that, ha- that has to get fixed. They've got to be gap sound. They have to do a better job. Um, you know, it would be good to get Lorenzo healthy and playing um, on that defensive line. Um, and, and to me, that's where it all starts. Can they control the run game, force Baylor to be a little bit one-dimensional and throw the ball more? I think that plays to BYU's favor. But this is an important game, and Baylor is a very good football team. Six yards to carry, fifth in the country. Wow. They're running the ball really yeah, well. That's okay. what I'm saying. First Big two games task. were easy for them. Last three have been more challenging. Yeah. Big task for the BYU defensive line. Let's talk about the quarterbacks for a moment. This is a double-barreled question. First part of it is, how did you rate Jaron Hall's performance on Saturday and after that, what do you expect from Jaron Hall if he is indeed again the starter against Baylor? Well, I expect him to take a step forward from what he did this last week. And when I, when I watched Jaron, he was fine. Jaron didn't lose or win that game. You know, he, if they won, it wasn't going to be because Jaron won the game. And if they lost, it wasn't because of anything Jaron did. He was fine. The receivers were phenomenal in this football game. Okay, They, they were ridiculous in this game uh, helping him out. 
Um, remember, he took a, just a small portion of the reps early in the week. By the end of the week, he was only getting maybe half the reps. So this wasn't a Jaron Hall that had the typical number of reps coming in. He's coming off of an injury. And so did I think he looked as sharp as he did in the other in the three P5 games that he played in? No, I thought, I thought he was just a little slower to get the ball out. Um, they, BYU, I think by play calling, and maybe in his own mind, were a little hesitant to go, let's get him big time involved in the run game, right? He only rushed how, twice. Yeah, how, how many run plays did we see called for the quarterback? Did we see a quarterback draw? Did we see an RPO where he kept the ball? And we, we saw him only run the ball twice, and, and then it was – it, the thing that makes him so special, there's a lot of guys that, in the country that can do what he can do just standing in the pocket throwing the ball around. Lots of guys just sure. like him, right? There are, are very few. You can count them on one hand that can punish a defense with their feet the way he can. So that's what makes him special, his ability to involve him in the run game, to, to have him move around back there, to find a seam where you defensively have to go, okay, when this guy's on top of his game, we got to have a linebacker that's spying him. we got to make sure our backers don't get too far in their drops. If we play a bunch of man under where the guys turn their heads and he sees the back of their heads, he's going to take off and punish us. So we, BYU didn't have that in the offense last week. That's a huge difference maker. And so what do I expect? I expect him to be a week healthier. I expect him to get, if he's going to be the guy this week, if he's healthy enough to be the guy, which I think he is, he gets way more reps, and we see a lot more run game. Because to beat Baylor, he, he has to be involved in the run game. Feels like Utah or Arizona State game. Right. Where, where you have to have that element to win. And obviously, you got to take care of the ball. But yeah, we're talking about yeah, Turnovers are going to yeah. kill you no matter who yeah, you're going to yeah, play. Yeah. Right? And, and so... You can't turn it over three times. You can't not score when you have first and goal on the three. You, there's a bunch of things we can go back and look at. It wasn't because Jaron wasn't running the ball. BYU was good enough. They're better than, than Boise State Yes. physically. If we just go pure talent-wise, BYU is better. They weren't better on the field on Saturday. They did not play better. They didn't play better, right? So the better team was Boise State Saturday. But BYU is more talented than Boise State is right now. And they probably could have been minus two and won that game. They can't be minus yeah, four and then, the and then fumble the ball on the 10 going in and turn it oh, over twice inside no. the 24. You can't and, be minus four and beat no. Arizona, Blaine. Right. You, you can't beat South so, Florida. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. exactly right. Don't, you can't both. be minus. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so now we're talking Baylor, who we've just established a really good football team. So the margin for error is not there against Baylor. You have to play like you played against the three P5s you've played. Yes. And, and that yes. includes him being involved in the run game. If he can't do that – then you've got issues. And now remember, last week, Baylor Romney is also out, not cleared to play. If he's cleared to play this week, then you're not so concerned about involving – so say Jaron even starts. you got to go, we got to get him involved in the run game. That's how you win a football game, right? He's got to be more aggressive with what he's doing out there. But in the back of your mind, you're going, and if he gets nicked up or if he's got to come out, there's Baylor. Yeah. Last week, you can understand a little hesitancy because you're like, they trust Jacob – but Jacob's a freshman, right? And freshmen, you worry about them handling the moment and turning the ball over. With Baylor, you have no worries whatsoever with that. Like, you could start Baylor and not worry at all, which they've done multiple Maybe times. Maybe Baylor's the key to and this so, week. So having yeah. Baylor back, whether it's Jaron that starts um, and can be way more aggressive or if he's not 100% healthy and they get Baylor back, because Baylor – is better than Jaron when he's not 100% healthy. I think everybody realizes that, including Jaron, right? Because BYU's playing Baylor, you have to specify Romney or the team. Right. Yeah. Oh, let's just call him Romney. We'll call sure. him BR, right? Sure. So if, if BR is 100% healthy, it not only changes – it changes what you can do with Jaron. Yeah. 
because there's no worry about what you do at that position if he gets if he gets nicked up a little bit or if the ribs start to bother him or something like that. So that that changes the game. I'm also really hopeful they get Mason Wake back. Man, he week. makes a huge difference for Tyler yeah. Algier. And I was it you that tweeted game, that? Yeah. Or, so, yeah. so, so Spencer, you tweeted. You never talking about it Saturday. In the downhill run game, he's huge. And he's the only guy on the team. Teams don't have fullbacks very often yeah, anymore. That type of player is rare. Where he's 6'1", 255 pounds, and he's a road grader. Knocks people off the ball. You can hand them the ball in short yardage. It changes who BYU is in short yardage. So they're going to need to convert on some short yardage plays this week. And boy, oh boy, would it be nice to have Mason Wake back. So let's see if Mason makes a comeback. Yes. You get Jaron healthy, Baylor healthy. You get Mason Wake back. And how about getting Harris Lachance back too, which I think you will see him back at tackle. Okay. He's a mauler at right tackle. When you're trying to run downhill to the right side, he's going to knock people off the ball. And so there's three people that if they're healthy – make a huge difference in the attack that BYU has offensively. So let's watch for that this week in practice. They get all three of those guys back, I feel way better about the mm-hmm. game. Okay. Outstanding stuff from Blaine Fowler. You can catch him on After Further Review tonight. You're going to bring the same passion in After, after gonna, Further Review. We're ready to go. I'm ready. If if Baylor's not cleared, I'm going to – if BR's not cleared. 16. I'm playing Number this week. Number 16. I can slip into yeah. 16 yes. and nobody will, nobody will notice. Nobody will notice. Exactly. Thanks, Blaine. Okay, coming up, Tyler Batty, one-on-one with Spencer. And uh, we're told for the moment that Jaron Hall will be ready to rip on Saturday. What does that really mean? Is he fully healthy? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. BYU football clients talk airs tonight on the BYU TV app, 8.30 Eastern, Boise State recap, Baylor preview, the Nakua brothers are the latest Steve Blue, and Puka Nakua is in the film room tonight on the app, 8.30. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. To interact with the show and get content throughout the day at your convenience, follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Let's whip it! The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. Offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick says Jaron Hall will be ready to rip this week versus Baylor. Yeah, he was throwing the ball very efficiently and he was being really smart with it. Uh, we were probably, you could probably tell, we were a little more careful about how much he, how many, how many hits he took this game, but he feels great and we feel like this week we can uh, really cut loose. What does cut loose mean to you? Uh, it means that Jaron Hall is going to use his legs if he is indeed the starter against Baylor. How can you not how can you not hope for that or or think that BYU has to do that if BYU is going to go on the road and beat a very good Baylor team? I think if Jaron Hall is unable to run at the level he did against Utah and Arizona State, that Baylor Romney might be a better option at quarterback for BYU if that's the case. Now, Jaron Hall's a tremendous player. He played well Saturday. Probably could have played better, right? But it was he wasn't the issue BYU lost. He wasn't the issue BYU would have won. Like Blaine said. But Will Baylor Romney be back from a concussion? Two great options. It's just Baylor's arm a little better than Jaron, but if Jaron can run, he's a better option. Ready to rip and really cut loose to me. Think, okay, Jaron's arm and rib cage, whatever, are good for throwing motion and cut loose. Tells me, we want you to run around back there. Maybe there'll be some RPOs. Because he was cutting loose down the field already against Boise State. All right. BYU's Navy uniforms with the matte Navy helmets were awarded the second-best uniforms by Uni Swag just last week, but BYU lost to Boise. Jerem, do you feel game results 
are tied to uniform combinations? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I, know, I know people get like a certain vibe. They're like, hey, we lost in the Navy. Ban them. I don't ever want to play in those again. Doesn't, Burn them. Unless it has tan in it, it's all good. I remind you. People felt strongly about the all-whites, and they thought they were cursed. This was for a good five or six years. I heard all about it. The all-whites are cursed. Don't do it again. Florida State. In fact, it even went back to Washington in 1996. Don't do it. Now, BYU's been pretty good in the all-whites and won a bunch of games, so you don't feel that way anymore. Don't get caught up in the uniform combinations having bad juju. All but what if they're secret uniform combinations? You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. BYU's contracted with the Independence Bowl this season. Woohoo! ESPN could also instead put BYU in the Cheez-It Bowl, now yep. called the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, if the Big Ten or Big 12 can't provide an opponent. Would you be okay with that bowl, too? I don't care which bowl game it is as long as BYU gets Coastal Carolina. I Just give me Coastal Carolina in the New Orleans Bowl, in the Cheez-It Bowl, in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, Independence Bowl, Bahamas. I don't care. I want Coastal in a bowl game, um, and I want them to have a perfect record. I wish that, well, if they have a perfect, yeah. That's a big ask. That, that would be fun. <laughs> Coming up, top five features of the first half of the season, top five plays. And I go one-on-one -on -one with BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty. How do you get rid of the bad taste in your mouth after a tough loss against Boise State? He answers the question. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On this week's Deep Blue podcast, they talked with 18-year NFL vet and legendary Cougar Lee Johnson, a.k.a. Thunderfoot, about being teammates with Jim McMahon, Steve Young, and Tom Brady, kicking barefoot and more. Listen on the BYU Radio app and where podcasts are. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live from the studio Bizzle. He is Jerem Jordan. I am Spencer Linton. It is time now for my one-on-one -on -one BYU Sports Nation all-access interview with BYU defensive lineman Tyler Batty. Here's that conversation. Tyler, what is the appropriate way to flush away the frustrations of a loss and be able to mentally move on to the next week? Practice. Go to work. And what, yes, sir. And what does that practice involve? Uh, is it extra spirited? Is there, a, is there an edge because of what happened last weekend? How does that work? Oh, definitely. I think everyone... Um, after after a loss uh comes in a little bit you know a little bit more feisty uh, everyone's a little bit more on edge um a little bit you know just more more energetic and yeah in a weird way can a loss like BYU suffered against Boise State be a good thing to recalibrate and refocus oh totally um i think for any team a loss, a close game can definitely be a catalyst to just sharpen things up, tighten things up. So what does BYU need to do? Let's focus on the defense specifically to tighten things up and get back to where you want to be. Man, it really just comes down to, uh, you know, assignment sound football, just making sure is that everyone's doing their 111th. They're in the right place when they need to be there. I think that's the biggest thing um, for us going going into this week uh, against Baylor to really just clean up and make sure that we're, we're sound on. We hear so much about doing your 111th, and I understand the concept of it. I might not understand the specific percentages when it comes to the math, but I understand the idea. Who started that within the BYU locker room, doing your 111th? Uh, I think just 
I think it just came down, you know, through through the coaches definitely just they're I mean they're always harping on that for sure. It's just hey, just do your job. I mean it's a team sport. Everybody does their job. It's a job well done. We get a win. That's that's how it works. You already talked about Baylor and the challenge that they're going to present, knowing that you need to be better to go on the road into Waco, Texas. What do you know about the Bears' offense and what you're going to try and do defensively at this point? Again, we'll uh, we'll see, especially um, with our, our prior, you know, OC and offensive line coach down there. Um, so, as as for what as for what we're going to get, I, you know, I think that's definitely up in the air. I think they they may try to switch things up, but it really just I mean just comes down to what we we're just talking about, just everyone doing their job. Um, as long as everyone's giving 100% effort and getting things done, it doesn't really matter uh, what we can do or what we do. Is, as long as everyone's doing their job, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get things taken care of. How much does the fact that Jeff Grimes, the former offensive coordinator at BYU, is now at Baylor along with former offensive line coach Eric Mateos factor into how you mentally prepare for this game? It, it definitely does. I mean, knowing them, uh, knowing their coaching style, I mean, they're both, you know, great coaches. Um, we, we expect, uh, you know, their offensive line and their offense to be well coached and well coordinated. Um, and so it's something that you definitely, I would say is a little bit of an advantage because we do know, you know, that it's, you know, we can't be slacking. We got to, we got to be on top of things. Tyler Batty, BYU defensive lineman, is with us on BYU Sports Nation. The 19th-ranked Cougars are headed to Waco, Texas, for a showdown with a 5-1 and Baylor team on Saturday. What type of atmosphere do you anticipate homecoming game at Baylor, but BYU always has fans show out, especially in a state like Texas? What do you anticipate when you get to Waco, Texas? Lively. It is going to be It's going to be wild. It's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a lot of energy. Um, yeah. We're set for some fun. I talked to you before the Utah State game, and you said what opposing fans don't realize with me is that the louder they get, the more obnoxious they are, the more they're yelling at me, the better I play. So is it safe to say that you're hoping that Waco and Baylor fans are in your ear all game? Hey, you know, I mean, I wouldn't mind it. You know, it's definitely (laughs) – it's definitely – it's energy, man. We feed off energy, so it's, it's just it's just fun. It's just fun. BYU is the 19th-ranked team in the country. I mentioned that a few times. What does a top-20 ranking, even after a loss, mean to you and the team at this point? I think uh, I think for a lot of us, it's – I mean, a ranking's great, but uh, we, we have our own goals, you know, to accomplish. And when it comes down to it, we're, we're here to win games, right? And – and uh, a ranking is just a, a byproduct of, of winning games. And so that's definitely where our priority is. It's not necessarily so much focused on the ranking, um, but actual winning itself. All right, a couple of quick hitters to finish up, Tyler. Uh, the first thing is, what's the key to getting more pressure on the quarterback, specifically at Baylor? Yeah, that is a, that's, that's a tough one. Um, we just, uh, you know... The D-line especially, we just need to pick things up a notch um, and just get after it with, with everything we have, you know. Really, really, really put some pressure. That, that starts up front with us, and, and as long as we can, you know, get going and, and, and get after it, I think, I think we'll be in the backfield plenty. Okay, and we'll finish with this. I know you're a car guy. You're an Audi guy. Uh, you and I share that in common. <laughs> Maybe it's as simple as just uh, tuning up uh, the engine to get off the line a little bit faster, yeah? Should we give you some karma to do that? Is that fair? 
Hey, I, I, I take that all day. Yes, sir. I think that's exactly what I need. A little bit, a little bit more fuel, a little bit more air, a little bit more spark, much bigger boom. That's what we need. Let's go, yes, man. Okay, the karma is headed your way, Tyler. We appreciate the time, my friend, and uh, best of luck when you take on Baylor and Waco. Thanks, Spencer. Just rev the engine. Redline it, man. Let's go. Defensive line, Tyler Batty, one-on-one BYU Sports Nation All Access. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Didn't we learn from Fast and Furious? You just need some NOS, and then you're good? <laughs> Can we give the BYU defensive line the NOS? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Baylor is one of two teams. Gregory Bell said this on Coordinator's Corner. Good show. Watch it. Uh, Listen to it. Baylor, one of two teams that haven't thrown an interception this year. They take care of the ball. It's time, Malik Moore or Peyton Wilgar or whoever, to end that streak. Yeah, they're going to throw a pick. You're always going to have two takeaways. Let's go. I just hope no giveaways. That's the key. Coming up. Mark Pope's awesome picture of the Cougar coaching fraternity. And the top five plays from the first half of the so far special 2021 BYU football season. This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America the official credit union of BYU Athletics. On BYU Sports Nation right now, the latest Saturday's loss was tough. It's better if we all go through it together, says Keith Solano. Check it out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, the BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Just download the podcast. Can't listen to it live. It's time for Top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. And today we're looking back at the top five plays from the first half of the football season. Let's roll it out and start with Cinco, Jerem. Uh, that's Spanish for five. We yep. don't, those of you that don't speak Espanol. Yo soy el niño! <laughs> Jaron Hall finds Gunnar Romney cutting across the back of the end zone. This is the game-winning play against Utah. Gunnar Romney, best receiver between the twos? I don't think so. He's in the end zone. Quattro, quattro. On Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what looked like a potential interception for Samson Nakua, Stay. or against Samson Nakua rather, turned into a Moss situation. Touchdown over was that on last night? Canijo. I don't know. I don't. I didn't, I, watch I didn't know. Night did countdown. Know, anyone Somebody help us out. Nakua uh, was sure to give him the too small treatment after he caught the touchdown. Uh, Canijo was the Mountain West Conference freshman of the week. Oh, he just <laughs> freshman got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Quattro, quattro. San Jose State. The game-sealing touchdown against Arizona State. Baylor Romney just comes in. Hey, only throw it if he's open. Not stumbling into the back of the end zone, but it totally worked. I know that Isaac Rex enjoyed some Bam Bams that night. Number two on Utah State's opening drive. Watch what Malik Moore does. Mm. Incredible interception. Give me that. That's a Moss 2. The only reason this isn't the play of the year so far is because number one is one of the greatest plays in BYU history. Yep. I don't know if it's top 10, 20, 30. I don't know yet. Arizona State, Jaron Hall throws an interception. Merlin the Wizard Robertson going down the sideline, and Tyler Ogier goes, hi Goes the dynamite. Hide your kids, hide your wife. All the internet phrases. <laughs> Tyler Ogier, the greatest player. Since Dan Smith, <laughs> BYU. Oh my gosh, the tomahawk takeaway. Oh man, amazing. Superhero punch. Those are the top five plays from the first half of the football. That was season. fun. 
<sighs> Energy's good. BYU's five and one and ranked nineteenth. Beat Baylor. Yes. I, listen, Baylor's good, dude. I'm freaking out a little bit, honestly. If BYU I, this beats is a Baylor, huge game. How much are we thinking about the Boise State game, really? Like, not uh, really. Uh. Baylor, Baylor. Okay, Arizona State's the best win on the schedule by like just team BYU played. They're U- ranked above BYU. Utah's right now. the historically emotional best win on the schedule because he ended the streak, right? Um, Arizona was nice. Arizona lost to Northern Arizona the next week. It was more about playing in Vegas and being at Allegiant than it was beating Arizona. Utah State, nice win. You overcame. You survived. You had Jacob Conover in there, the third string, the freshman. In the second half, you got through that, right? Huge game here. I, I would argue this would be BYU's best win because, don't, don't forget, BYU's going on the road, road to another victory. state in an actual road game, not a game where it's 80% royal blue for the first time since 2019. Okay? okay. Huge game. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. We're talking special seasons. Does BYU have to beat Baylor to keep it a special season? At Kip Kent sends in a poem. Cougars are blue and bears are green. If BYU beats Baylor, what's it mean? Hope is alive for a special season. The Cougars don't need another reason. But just in case, here's one more. The Cougs are crashing the Big 12 door. Mm. And here you go, just one other. You got to beat your Big 12 brother. I like it. Send in your poems. More haikus, please. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. How about the picture that Mark Pope sent out? Pretty cool with Roger Reed, Steve Cleveland, and Dave Rose. This was awesome. Frank Arnold was there, by the way. He had to bounce before they got a picture, but Frank Arnold was there, too. A lot Pretty of cool. wins for those four men right there and Frank Arnold. Our thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler and Tyler Batty. Sorry to Dennis, no time. We're Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Ben Horton. We'll see you for a brand new episode of After Further Review and BYU Football with Kalani Satake tonight on the BYU TV app. Go Cougs. What a play. Hi-ya!